Hey sister, welcome to the War on Weight. Do you want to find some motivation to finally lose your extra pounds? Do you want to feel great in your favorite pair of jeans? Do you want some weight loss that's actually sustainable? Have you given up that any program will ever work for you? Well, I'm Keitha and I'm your new best friend. I've spent a lifetime on the losing side of the battle. I felt frustrated, exhausted, self-conscious, and despite any success I had in life, I felt like a failure, but I finally won the war. How did I do it, you ask? I discovered how to implement simple, healthy habits, how to completely revamp my mindset, and embrace some things that were causing me to turn to food over and over again. Lastly, I discovered how to make nutrition really super simple. And after just a few short months of fueling my body properly, I dropped more than 50 pounds, and I'm maintaining it by practicing all the healthy habits you're gonna learn on this podcast. So if you're tired of feeling like a prisoner in your own body, you're buying clothes to hide your body, not celebrate it, you're done having your weight affect all your relationships, with others, and more importantly, with yourself. You no longer want to eat your feelings and then beat yourself up about it, then this is the podcast for you. Let's armor up, sister, and fight this war on weight together. Today on War on Weight, we're talking all about core values. If I was to ask you, go ahead and make a list of your core values and what they mean to you. Could you do it? Would you even know what I was asking? Did you even know where to start? Today, during this conversation on core values, I have my friend and co-author, Elisa Fucci, back in the house. She is just a rock star, guys. I just love her. She's not only is she an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker, a life coach, an author, but she also runs marathons or half marathons. And she's a CrossFitter. Like she is so full of energy and she has so much experience and so much life that she can just pour into others. And I am just super excited. She's back on the show today. And I know you're going to love this episode. Let's jump in. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to have another one of my co-authors here with me today on the podcast. Alicia, you're going to love her, love her, love her, love her. I told you a little bit about her in the intro, but y'all know I love me some life coach school graduates. I've got a few personal friends and a few coach friends that have completed life school. I know it's an amazing experience. It is amazing to see what they do with what they learn at the life coach school, how they put it into place. My listeners know, Elisa, that me becoming a coach has been a crazy journey and an incredible leap of faith. Tell us how you became a coach and decided to go through the life coach school. Hello, Keith. Hello, everyone. Oh my gosh. Okay. So my story kind of goes back to two years ago. I was just pretty much doing therapy, marriage counseling, and nothing was working for us. It, this was the second time we were trying to stay together in my marriage. We had been divorced three years prior to that. So we were giving it a second try. So, and nothing was working. And someone, my friend actually introduced me to a podcast and she's like, oh, she's a life coach and she's doing a podcast and she needs help. She needs us to support her. And I was like, okay, fine. I was so sick of podcasts. Okay. I was like, it was the new thing. And I was like, fine, I'll listen to it. And she talked about the model which is a, a concept taught by the life coaching school, which breaks down everything in life into five factors, circumstances, which are neutral. And then you have your thoughts that create drama in your life. And those thoughts generate emotions in your body. And those emotions lead to action or inaction. And those actions and inactions lead to your current results. And I was like, wait a minute, 
does that mean that I can be happy in my marriage without my husband doing anything? Because my husband and his actions are, we're like part of the circumstances. And I was like, I got to try this tool. I have to try it. <laughs> I spent so much time with the model. I follow Corinne Crabtree. Um, oh, okay. I followed her yeah. for years. Um, and that's where I first learned about the model. But then when I realized that it came from Brooke, so then I started listening to Brooke. Then my favorite journaler, teacher, coach, Maritza Para, um, I've had her on my show. Um, I've done all of her courses. She teaches the model, but she teaches it in doodle. your your doodling your emotions. And she teaches mm-hmm. you how to self-coach through the model, through journaling and doodling at the same time, that ended up being my favorite way to do the model. So anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the model is where it's at. It is, right? I mean, I was doing models everywhere on every piece of paper. Two months later, we got remarried. So I was like, if this tool alone saved my marriage where no therapy or marriage counseling could, I have to teach this. I have to learn more about it. I want to help women that are in my same situation that are struggling in their marriages, that are struggling in their lives and that have lost themselves and they need help. And I decided like that, that we got remarried in December, January 6th, I started my certification at the life coaching school. So that is awesome. That is incredibly awesome. I am so proud of you. You know, one of the things I really learned about the model that was, I felt like was so hard to grasp was a circumstance Mm -hmm. that our circumstance is something that no one else can ever refute. Like it's truth. It's truth for every single person. No one can prove you wrong. So when we say things to ourselves, like I'm so fat and ugly, that's a thought. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When you get leaf, we could do this whole episode (laughs) on just the model. However, (laughs) when we did our group interview with the authors a couple of weeks ago, you talked about core values work Mm -hmm. and I immediately wrote it down. I want her (laughs) on my show. Because I want to talk about core values work. So I'm, I'm going to give you a little background. So back in the day, and I say back in the day, like 10, 12 years ago, I was post-divorce number one. I was in horrific turmoil. Um, my, my life was all over the place. I had one kid at college, one with the other foot out the door to college. So empty nester, broken relationships. I was in complete turmoil. And then I had put myself into a very toxic relationship. And didn't know how to get out of it and didn't know why I couldn't handle it. And somehow I had encompassed that as something was wrong with me, which if you read in my chapter, my dig deep chapter in the book that we co-author, you know, that is the what's wrong with me was a was a mantra that went on in my head from a very young age. You know, I talk about that I when I wrote the book, it's not in the book, but when I've talked about it on the interviews, like when I wrote the book, you know, I sat down and I wrote down all these defining moments that I felt like contributed to what led to my binge eating, what led to my overeating, my secret eating, that's just the overall numbing with food. And so, so many of those, I was not willing to talk about, like in right in public, you know, especially if it involved other people and things like that. It just did not feel like that would be helpful. But during that process, this particular moment came up and it was a, I was, um, found myself at this counselor. And we were talking about, 
you know, where I was and why my life was in turmoil. And she handed me this core values workbook, told me to take it home and start working through it. Well, as you can imagine, it was quite traumatic for me. (laughs) Like it was just, (laughs) I mean, I would, I would answer two or three of the questions and be in a ball, like crying and couldn't figure out what's going on. And so after I've done a couple of chapters, she looked at me and she said, so, you know, have this helped you define or even recognize or somehow acknowledge the trauma you've been through in your life? Because when she kept asking me about trauma, I'm like, I have no trauma. Like I have no trauma. She so wanted to know if I had started to recognize that the trauma that if I had what was happening, like, did I realize that that was affecting my choices and why I was in such turmoil? And I was like, Ooh, whoa. But basically the long story, very short, is about this workbook, and it was intense, was that I had been living my entire life amongst people who went against, against my core values. I had continued to put myself in relationships, and I had continued to try to win the approval of people, win their love for all the people who didn't even possess the things that I wanted and that anything that meant anything to me. And so i just been living my entire life trying to live up to other people's core values that I didn't agree with. And it was like, bing, boom, bam, done with all of this. Like it really hit me like hard, like, wow. Yeah. I don't believe in this. This is not what I value in life. So why am I so doggone upset about the fact that that's what you choose to be your core values? I took it as rejection. So when the when the core core values didn't match up in friendships and relationships, I took that as rejection. When reality is, it's just that person being them. You yeah. be you, you be yeah. you boo, you be you boo. <laughs> I'm moving on. And so anyway, it was not like this grad like instant. Oh, Keith is healed and better. That is not the case. I told you this was 12 years ago, and so it's been a long journey. But I do think that that's the point where I began to scratch the surface. And so when I t- people ask me all the time, Keith, how did you flip the switch to lose your weight? How did you flip your, the switch in all these situations? So we've already talked about the model. Like I learned so much from the model and I, that really helped me. And I think there's just defining moments. And I think we could spend forever talking about defining moments. So I want you to tell my listeners all about like how you use core value work. Why do you think it's important? And how does it play into your business? Because I think that when they ask me, oh, what are, where do I need to start to make a change? I think this is a really good place to start. It is. It is. It's, sometimes people have such deep issues that they can't start at a journal prompt or they can't mm-hmm. start at, you know, eating less or exercising. Sometimes you've got to start in a different place. And I think this is a great place that they could start. And I mean, for me, it was also my therapist asked me that, like, what are your core values? And I was like, I I broke down in tears. I was like, what core values? What is that? Like, and he's like, something like, what what matters to you? And I was just like, nobody had ever asked me that. I was never raised to think about what I wanted, what, what what I wanted in life, what I wanted for myself. I, I, I got married at 18, had a son like a month later. So I, I took on the role of mother and wife and that's all I knew. So when 
he asked me, what are your core values? I was like, I, I don't know. It was, it was so sad for me to realize that I had never taken care of myself. It was that, that moment, that aha moment where I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, I don't know who I am. All that I very know. Question, that very yeah. question is what led her to give me the book. Right. We had yeah. gone through several sessions of me explaining my core values were about what this person and that person and this part, like I never could get to what is it that yes, I couldn't get there. So that's why I showed up at a session and got this workbook. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's awesome that he gave you that for me. It was like, okay, uh, how do I get there? What are core values? So I just Googled it. And, and I, and if you look it up on the Oxford dictionary, it says, um, that it defines values as principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what's important in life. And I was like, okay, okay, that's, let me look at my life and how I've been ma taking, making decisions from what's important in my life. Uh, what do I value in my life? What do I value in relationships? And what, that got me to to start realizing is that this, there's questions, there's little words that will come up as you ask yourself these questions. As you ask yourself, what do I value in life? What is most important to me in my life? And another good question to get your core values is if you admire two people in your life, what do you admire the most in them? Guess what? If you look at what you admire in them, you have exhibited those values in yourself as well. Uh, you just are not seeing it. But it's just as you ponder and look at your life, you'll see how there's. you're going to repeat the same words, the same uh, values. And those are your core values. And I believe your core values are who you are as a person. I like there, I like to explain to my clients and when I do workshops on this, Core values, if you don't know your core values, you end up stuck. You end up repeating the same thing the same day over and over again. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh my gosh, where did the day where did the day go? I, I am so busy, but yet I haven't moved forward. I haven't done anything for myself. I'm just busy with the kids, busy with work, busy trying to fix a marriage, trying to fix a relationship. And yet I'm still the same person. And that's where I found myself at 37 years old. I was like, what have I done with my life other than mothering and working? I'm like nothing. And it was so hard for me to get out of that cycle. And what helped me was learning my core values. Because when we don't know what our core values are, there's actually been a study that when people don't have guidelines when people don't have uh, a set of rules to follow, inevitably, inevitably people will go in a circle. They were, if you put someone in a place and tell them walk in a straight line without any sense of direction, they swear that they've been walking straight. But with their GPS on, they end up walking in circles, but they don't know it. So for me, my core values became my GPS, became my North Star, became my like my map to follow, because that's who we are. When we are not when we don't know our core values, we are going to end up in circles in that autopilot mode. 
doing the same things over and over and over and just feeling numb and not and, and stuck. Um, so when you learn your five core values, you can have 20 core values, but I like to just focus on the five most important ones, the ones that you value the most in your relationships at work, in your home, as a mom. Like, And for me, it's I always knew motherhood was one, personal development, education, love, and spirituality. Because those were, if I looked at my life, that was what who I, who defines Elisa, those five core values. So once I knew that, I was like, okay, let's do this, right? But the next question my therapist asked me was like, rate yourself from one to a hundred. Where are you living these core values? And then they're like, I came crashing because I was like, 20, 10%. The only core value that I was above 50% because what? Which one it was? Spirituality. Motherhood. Oh. Because that's all I knew. That was my only yep. title. That That's all I knew how to do. And I was like, I knew for sure I was at an 80%. I was like, oh, pff, easy. And then the next ones came and I was like, oh. 10 and I started beating myself up and I started like just oh my gosh or trying to think of ways to go from 10 to 100 percent right because <laughs> that's yeah. usually what we and do <laughs> one of the things that that my counselor had told me at the time was when you don't live congruently which is a beautiful word that she used and it comes to my mind all the time anytime I feel myself being really in turmoil it's when you don't live congruently to that and so for me being a mom, like you, most important thing in my life. But because of my turmoil, I felt like I was not doing a good job or I was making crazy decisions or I was not living up. Like it was weird because I, I allowed dumb things. I mean, and I say dumb things in a very casual way, but I allowed dumb things that were going on that allowed me not to be who I, and deep down who I was, because deep down who I was, was a different person than what I was living. And yeah. so then when I did, wasn't able to live that way that I wanted to live, mother the way I wanted to mother, you know, show up in the world the way I wanted to show up because I was too busy trying to please everybody else and their core values, that then I just beat myself up over and over. And you're no doubt, way you described it as a circle, so true, just running around in circles, circles. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. And and it's funny because like what was happening with me, it was like, yeah, I was giving it my all to motherhood, but then I was neglecting all of my other values. Mm -hmm. And I was spending so much energy on the, the just that one value where it led me feeling unfulfilled. It led me feeling disempowered. It led me feeling uh, like I just resenting being a mother. And just, can't, I can't wait till the kids are gone. So then I can take care of myself. So then I can go to the gym. So then I can start meal prepping. So then I can, because now I can't do it. It's it's not the time right now, right? It was always putting them first and as an excuse to not take care of myself. Uh, but when I found my core values, I was like, okay. I was devastated because I was such at a, a low point. But my ne the next question my therapist asked me was like, okay, what does 1% look like today for you? And this is what I ask my clients as well. 
focus only on 1% every day. And that 1% is going to look different every single day because your energy fluctuates, because you feel different every day, because things come up that didn't come up yesterday. So if you focus on living your values 1% better every day, then you can go to bed fulfilled, happy, and you are just taking that one minor course direction daily that will put you into the straight path to fulfilling your purpose in this life and not going into circles because you don't need big changes. You don't need big sudden changes. That That is not realistic. If you want to sustain a lifestyle, you want 1% daily minor core corrections that will create this big, big change in your life and this big effect. For me, it was just that, that 1% is really got where it got to just, okay, self-improvement. Okay. What does 1% look like for me today? Well, that looks like Watching a YouTube video where I learned something new and I feel like I've learned something or reading one page of a book that where I feel like, okay, I am a little bit smarter today <laughs> or just saying I love you more than once to my kids. It was just like 1%. That's it. It doesn't need to be huge. And that 1% increased daily and it led to me wanting to become a certified life coach a few months after. So it, I went from learn, trying to learn something every day to going back to getting certified, which is a six-month course that you have to show up every week and do things every... Like It was like back to school huge. pretty much. So oh, it's, Life Coach School is no joke. It's a yeah. huge undertaking. Um, I've done a couple certifications recently that are not as big as Life Coach School, but I felt like time-wise probably just in, as intense. You know, one of the things I love what you talk about with the 1%, because, you know, we, we talk about 1% a lot. And it's the same thing with, even with, with weight loss, which is, you know, my podcast is, a, is, is geared toward weight loss is that it's that 1%, like you said, 1% every day better. That's only a hundred days to you go from zero to a hundred. And it's the same thing. It's like when we, you can't decide that today I'm going to lose weight and you're going to eat well for two weeks and think, oh, now I'm healthy. Like I, when I tell people that when I went on my program and I went six months and did not eat off program one time, that's what led to 56 pounds of weight loss. It wasn't because of any magic diet, because guess what? Like you still have to make choices every day to eat the, what you're going to eat on your program, whatever program that is. When people, you know, a lot of times, like, oh, you know, you just take the easy way out. How did I take the easy way out? <laughs> I'm just curious because if I, if I went walk through it and every day I had to get up and I had to journal and I had to decide, I had to stop my brain and say, what decision am I going to make today? That's going to lead to weight loss. I had to ask myself that every day because I could have just as easy eaten crap. And so, and do I still have to do that now? Absolutely. Like still every day I got to get up and say, how am I going to eat right today? Even though I'm in maintenance. And I feel like I'm at a good weight to stay at, but I still can't just say, oh, oh, well, I did it. So it's done. You know, you don't, you don't get to optimal health overnight. So I love the, I love the 90 days of 1%. Imagine yes. 
Imagine it, like if, in, in, it, yeah, I mean, even in personal development, if you show up for something for 90 days straight, you're going to be better in some ways. Oh, if you definitely. show up at the gym for 90 days straight, you're going to be better. You know, if you show up for your kids, like whatever it is that, you know, if you put your phone down for five minutes and actually look at your spouse and say, Hey, how was your day? And listen, you do that for 90 days, your relationships are going to get better. So anyway, good stuff. All right. So yeah, tell me or tell my listeners, because I feel like I've lived it a little bit, but I want them to hear from you. How can you take core value work and apply it to a weight loss journey? Oh, so recently I, I shifted a few of my core values because now I'm into fitness. I, I do CrossFit and I love it. And, and I started training a few months ago for a half marathon and I had to develop like this, like I had to put fitness and, and health into my core values. And as the days got harder in, and you know, cause we all have those hard days where we're like, Oh, I don't want to train today. I don't want to, Oh, I just want to eat that cookie. I just want to go out with my husband and enjoy that meal. And then it goes back to your core values. Who are you? Because when you go and eat off of your meal plan and, and you don't exercise and you don't take care of yourself, you don't put yourself first. How do you feel after? Like, usually you feel like neglected. You feel like it ruins everything, like the rest of the day for you. So for me now, it's like every time my brain wants to tell me, no, stay home, right? And and put me back into like, feel like staying comfortable, seeking pleasure and avoiding danger, you know, because that's what the brain likes to do. The only thing it's good at, like special, like especially the primal brain. So whenever the brain tries to offer me that those thoughts, hey, like just, you know, like, why don't you stay home? I come back and I'm like, who am I? Because your core values is who you are. It's who you are as a person. And whenever you are not true to yourself, true to your core values, there's going to be dissonance. There's going to be conflict. That's why you you like you are, like after you don't do something, you don't follow through. You feel like crap because you are going against who you were born to be. So if you want to, or if you are looking to be fit because there's a desire in you, if you want to eat healthy, that's who you are. And every time you ignore that, you're not being true to yourself. Every time you you follow through, you're honoring yourself, you're creating self-confidence, and you're loving yourself. You're learning to trust yourself. It is a win-win. So for me, it's, it's like... Okay, who am I? It's remembering who I am and choosing me and overpowering the brain with my true identity, with following through with my core values, following through with this is who I am. I am a fit person. I am a runner. I love fitness. Fitness is good for me. And then I take action from that place. That's, That's how awesome. I I, I use my core values to keep myself accountable and, and keep going because this yeah. is who I am. It's, and I think that it, when we can really honor who we truly are, we're our best versions of ourselves. 
Oh, so yes. I, you know, okay. So funny thing. So preparing for this session with you today, I Googled core values workbook. And do you know that I found a small version of the very same workbook that I had done? Ooh. So apparently where that workbook had come from was that probably more of a paid version. But what I was able to Google was a free version. So anyway, I found that. I'm going to put that one in the show notes so that everybody has that. But what resources would you point someone to? Like where, if they wanted to start and say, okay, I want to do some basic core value work. I've never tried this before. Do you have anything that you would send them to? Like any people that you like or any resources that you know of? Brennan Brown is amazing. I think she's the the queen of core values. And she has her book, Dare to Lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but she's, and she also has, I believe, an HBO um, series where she does it's talk phenomenal. about. It's so, phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Those are some things that like will be helpful um, to get you started. But just, yeah, like ask yourself, I mean, I don't know what your, the, the workbook is that you're going to put below, but I'm sure that'll help you narrow it down to the five core values and just ask yourself every day, like, how can I live my core values 1% better? What am I going to do? What are the five things I'm going to focus on today? And even if your day looked like crap, and you ignored everything all day before you go to bed, ask yourself that question. Okay, what can I do right now? Because it's only 1%. 1% is easy. Like you can just, if you're spiritual, you can't just read something like a page, a, a verse of a Bible, like pray. Like if, if motherhood is your value, you can just go and kiss your, your, your kids goodnight or send them a text or it's simple. It's something you like that 1% can take you five, five minutes or less. So exactly, exactly. That means like going and drinking four more ounces of water. Yes. You know, that's like putting, you know, actually washing your face and putting some face cream on like, you know, and it's just the simple things. It's the self-care. It's just the things that you're going to, you know, not feel good about yourself and just knowing that you're making an effort. Well, this has been great. So Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and the type of coaching that you offer. Okay, so I, you guys can find me on Instagram or Facebook and the link on my bio has all my links to purchase our book, Unleash Her. That's right. Um, you can so good. Book a call. You can also join my membership as well. I have a monthly membership and a one-on-one coaching that I do as well. Um, but uh, they can look me up at Elisa Fucci Coaching. So on Instagram and Facebook and get a hold of me there. You can also email me at elisafucci.coaching at gmail.com and reach out to me there. I would love to hear back from you guys. If anyone's interested, I also do core values. I mean, that's like the first thing we do on my program. And actually I just did a workshop inside my membership on core values, on how to find yourself through your core values. Um, And I offer group coaching as well and worksheets that go with every tool I teach. And that's kind of what I do and what I offer. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for being here. I own the war on weight. Until next time. Sister, could you relate 
Did you feel that woman inside of you just trying to break free? If so, then we need to be friends. Head on over to the Facebook and send me a friend request. I'll actually accept it. You'll get my daily healthy eating recipes and see all the fun I have living a larger life in my smaller body. And you may even get a laugh or two over me and my 50 plus chickens. I proudly claim the crazy chicken lady title. Plus, you might get some gardening tips on growing your own healthy meals. You'll quickly fall in love with my chocolate lab Brady and one of my many cats. You'll also see that I am a lipstick-loving, coffee-drinking mom, wife, and Jesus freak. Can't wait to see you over on Facebook. And more importantly, I really want to hear your thoughts on the show. I want to see your written reviews. Take 60 seconds and leave me a written review and then screenshot it and go on Instagram and tag me so I can give you a proper thank you for your review. If you're already thinking I might be the coach from you, you can go ahead and schedule a free appointment with me at coachkeitha.com. And how you spell Keitha is K-E-A-T-H-A, coachkeitha.com. You can find all my social links in the show notes as well as my website link. Thanks again for listening to my show. I'll see you on the battlefield. Until next time.